1: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, welcome back, folks. Look, cancer is scary. And sometimes it feels like you never know when it's going to hit. My wife's stepfather died a few years ago, and it just seemed so so random and arbitrary and cruel that it just seemed to come out of nowhere, and it just it hit so fast. It was, it was awful. And, you know, that sense that we're powerless is is a scary thing, that it's a, a, a cruel lottery, some heartless universe. But then at the same time, I mean, some of it's preventable. We obviously know, I mean, smoking can lead to cancer. There's an obvious one. And there are other things that do contribute to cancer and choices we make that can contribute to cancer. So part of it is in our hands. And so that's the question. How much of it is preventable? How much of this, this are we in control of? Uh, so there's a new look at, at cancer in the United States that attempts to break this down. Uh, it's published uh, in the uh, CAS Cancer Journal for Clinicians, conducted by the American Cancer Society. Joining us on the line is Kim Miller, epidemiologist, uh, surveillance and health services research, at the American Cancer Society in Atlanta, the co-author of this report. Kim, thank you so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program.
0: Sure. Thank you for having me on.
1: All right, well, talk about why it's important to to study it in this sense, to understand how preventable cancer is.
0: Well, uh, it's important to have a sense, especially for not only for individuals who are concerned about how they can reduce their own risk, but it's also important at um, multiple levels uh, for cancer control advocates and policymakers to understand the exact magnitude of the problem so that we can better understand what needs to be done in order to help individuals reduce their cancer risk.
1: Right. And yeah, I, I mean we talk about cancer. I mean we're talking about a lot of different diseases that, that sort of fall under that umbrella, right?
0: Right. We're talking about a constellation of very different diseases that have different risk factors. So um in this report we estimated not only the overall number of cancers and cancer deaths that could be prevented, but we also estimated them for estimated the proportions for 26 additional uh, specific cancer sites.
1: Right. And it seems though we, we get stories thrown at us all the time that a new study shows that that this can lead to cancer, that can lead to cancer. So it's, it can be confusing to navigate all of this.
0: It can. Um, and I think there is um, a little bit of awareness fatigue. So uh, it's important to have um, some consensus, which is what we 've tried to do here with this study
1: yeah, and, and so what 's the breakdown then? Well we look at at diagnoses that are a result of risk factors that that we 're in control of
0: um, for cancer cases we 're looking at about four in ten cancers uh, overall that are due to uh, potentially modifiable risk factors um, and it 's important to note again that um, as you Mentioned that uh, cigarette smoking is the leading uh, cause of uh, preventable cancer cases and deaths.
1: Uh, so that's a big one. What, what are some of these other factors? So
0: following tobacco smoking um, we have uh, obesity, uh, excess body weight, and uh, alcohol, excess alcohol intake. Um, actually when we look at the combined effects of excess body weight and uh, excess alcohol intake and poor diet and physical inactivity, we actually see that that is uh, frequently the second uh, most common cause of preventable cancer cases and deaths.
1: Right. And, and we would think then that the cancer cases that are potentially preventable would be the ones that we'd be most likely to see success in, in reducing numbers. Are, are we starting to see that? Are, are we seeing a reduction in terms of the number of cases or the number of deaths?
0: Um, Well, that's a little bit of a (laughs) tricky statistical question. So in the United States, I I don't want to overwhelm your readers or listeners with statistics, but uh, we actually do uh, tend to see the numbers of cancer cases and deaths continue to go up, but that's, in part because of the growing and aging of the population. However, I will mention that cancer death rates uh, in the United States, so that's the number of cancer deaths per 100,000 people, um, have actually been declining in the United States since 1991, in large part due to reductions in tobacco smoking, but also due to advances in early detection and treatment.
1: So, in terms of those those cases that result from something other than risk factors that we control, uh, again, and that's where it, it maybe seems to people like just a really cruel and random sort of sort of thing. But do, do, do we know then how and why cancer strikes beyond these these risk factors?
0: Um, I will say that is still a very large area of ongoing research. Um, we're still discovering new things every year. So, unfortunately, I,
1: I, I can't answer that question. But wait, you, you mentioned the aging population. And, I mean, we wouldn't call age a risk factor. We can't control uh, the, the clock as it were. We're going to get old. That's out of our hands. Um, but how big a factor is age?
0: Age is, we actually do say age is the single largest contributing. We, we say it is one of the greatest risk factors because most of cancer cases and deaths occur in people who are over the age of 50.
1: But if we lived long enough, I mean, eventually we'd, we'd reach almost a 100% certainty of some kind of cancer. I would, not,
0: I, I, I would not. I, I, I don't know if I could say that. Um, but the, the risk uh,
1: goes up as we get older.
0: Definitely, yes.
1: Yeah. Well, some important findings more um, at cancer.org. Uh, Kim, thanks for joining us here today. I really appreciate this. Of course. All right. Take care. That's uh, Kim Miller, epidemiologist with the American Cancer Society uh, in Atlanta, co-author of this study. So uh, the last big snapshot of all of this was done way back in 1981. And it found then that about two-thirds of cancer deaths were attributable to these factors. So maybe there's some progress, but it shows why there was a a desire to kind of, well, let's take another look at this. Let's see where we're at. So this study found 45% of cancer deaths... 42% of diagnosed cancer cases are attributable to what they call modifiable risk factors. Smoking's the biggest, obviously. Uh, uh, Excess body weight. There's another one, alcohol intake, exposure to UV light. So tanning beds or sun tanning, that's another big one. Uh, And just lifestyle, right? Not eating enough fruits and vegetables, these kinds of things. Uh, But smoking definitely the biggest, and and maybe that's one where we are making some progress. So an interesting snapshot of where we're at. 403-974-8255. Back to wrap things up right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.